Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. Bases Hashem Shalom Bayashir number 298. We're going to discuss today on how difficult times are very natural and expected in healthy marriages. In the beginning, many chasanim, kalas, or newlyweds, people going into marriage, are very unaware of the realistic challenges that life brings and the life journey ahead brings. And they're excited about being engaged, being married in the beginning, and the chasan and kala. And in truth, we're not taught early on, or as a chasan and kala, about the challenges, the normal challenges of married life. We're not taught about that much before marriage. Maybe sometimes they don't want to scare them or get them panicky. But there are certain skills and certain tools that could be taught before marriage to realistically give people um, the understanding what marriage is about. And that very often there will be difficult times in a marriage. Difficult times, I mean overall in the husband and wife's lives. And with each other, they'll have difficult times sometimes because every marriage requires work. Um, I don't know if I ever related this, um, but I want to share it with you. I used to, on occasion, go Thursday to Thursday night Rabbi Avigdor Melishiorim, and I listened to a lot of his tapes also. And he said, "I as a bacher, I used to go there." And he said he talked a few times about marriage, not just his tape number six twenty, which is Kedai to listen to. It's called um, um, Ten Commandments of Marriage. He has others specifically on marriage, but six twenty is a well known one. And um, as he talked about marriage, I felt in a way worse. In a way, I was a little upset, to be honest, because in my mind, as a 17-year-old bacher, as an 18-year-old bacher, I had this idealized uh, idea of what marriage is as soulmates, as being connected with one another, as being like the you have the ability, if you work hard enough to make it mamish like a Ghanaian, and that there's, uh, uh, you know, and, and I had those things in my mind. And here it was Ramilla talking about how they're like sandpaper sometimes to each other and how they get on each other's nerves and that you think everything is uh, ideal, ideal. And then once you see stockings hanging, dirty laundry on the floor and stockings ha- hanging over the railings and things like that, uh, you realize what real life is about. So he sort of de- uh, desensitized in a certain way and brought marriage into a very realistic, mundane idea. Now, to be fair, he also talked about the beautiful ideals that uh, marriage could bring and does bring, but he, he did bring it down a notch into a more realistic way. And I was in, disillusioned by what I was hearing from Ravik Damilla and frankly a little upset at the time when I was 16, 17, 18 years old. But then, when I did get married at the end and went through the first few years of marriage, I realized how wise he was. And then I looked back and appreciated how much akarasatayv I have to him, because what he did, did was in the in the in the in those years, he basically bashed a lot of my unrealistic expectations out of my head, and I was very upset about it at the time because I didn't want to let go of that. And but later when real life happen, real bumps in the load takes place, real difficulties uh, occur, I realized what a matana his words were, that when I saw it happen, I realized, ah, this is what he was talking about. 
This is expected. This is normal. This is not something to get nervous about or upset about or shake your faith, but something that you know that you need to work through and deal with. Now, Rav Miller, like I said, he does talk about, and many talk about, and it's true, about the wonderful, beautiful times in marriage that you could really, really connect, and it's beautiful. And there's no denying that. But to understand that there's also a difficult time periods in a marriage or mundane grind, going through the grind periods of marriage where you're not excited and you're not, uh, you know, feeling the best. You have to really, um, you, could, you, have, you have to really, uh, you know, understand that. So the idea being, though, is what I wanted to say that um, marriage does require work. And and you need to learn how to go through difficult times and come through healthy and not affected by it. And people early on get scared when the difficulties first come up. And in their heads, they have the wrong notion that, wait a minute, either this marriage is on, they have an on-off switch in their head. Either it's a good marriage or a great marriage or it's divorce. And they don't realize early on that it's neither of them. Because you have three choices in life. And this is very, very, very important. Listen, choice one is to stay together and fight all the time. Choice two is to get a divorce. Choice three is to work it out and understand each other. And that is the choice three is the key to life. It's the key to reality. It's the key to what Hashem wants us to do. Work it out and understand each other. Very, very rarely is divorce an option, a healthy option, rather, unless there's abuse or some serious stuff going on. So, number one is, in these difficult times, whether you're in the mood or not in the mood, you talk to each other about what you're going through and how you're going to get through it and that things are going to straighten out, and you work with each other in those ideas in those concepts. And sometimes you need to talk to others about the situation, but listen very carefully. It's very important that it's not with friends per se. If you are lucky enough to have a friend that's a little older maybe, or even not older, but somewhat more mature and confidential, and they'll support you, but they'll also give you good sound advice, and they'll be objective and even keeled, then you could talk to a particular friend. What I say when not to talk to friends about your marriage, about your husband and wife, means with your group of friends or the ones you yenta about, the men to the men, the women to the women, there's no point in it and it, and it, and it really diffuses the marriage. Instead, don't keep it into yourself. If you really have a problem, you need to share it. But you choose a mentor, you choose a coach, you choose a, a rav that's responsible, or indeed, if you taka are fortunate enough to have a friend that has that mature, balanced type of personality that has wisdom, then you could confide with that particular friend, but not with friends in general. And another thing you do when you're going through a difficult time is you learn you never withdraw from intimacy, whether it's non-sexual intimacy or sexual intimacy. It's very common when you're having hard times with each other to drift away, but it's important not to do so, even if you feel like the opposite. You want to withdraw. You want to go your own way, but you you push yourself and commit to connect 
and to remain intimate with one another, even when things are, are going not easy. And never move out of the bedroom. You stay in the bedroom. Not one upstairs, not one downstairs. Not in the Nida period, not in the Torah period. You stay, you stay together. Couples have different types of um, conducts when it comes in the bedroom in the Torah period. Sometimes they put the beds together and they sleep in the same bed at that point. Sometimes they don't. But whatever the couple privately does during good times, during things when they were chasen and kala, during times when they were excited about each other, they continue to do those habits even when they're going through a difficult time. And never move out of the bedroom. And whether the tar period or the nida period, you sleep in the same bedroom. And for those couples that in the tar period they do sleep together or in the same bed, they should do so. So it's very, very important. Ravigda Miller used to stress that too, I remember, about not disrupting the pattern of married life. That just that means everything else. The husband continues to go to work as an Ehrlicher person. The husband continues to give money to his wife and give her what she needs to buy whatever she needs. And the wife continues to make her suppers and continue to cook and do whatever she needs. They're both not in the mood for it. They don't both don't feel like it. They feel a little disconnected now. They feel somewhat distant or hurt or whatever the difficult time was or is. You keep the routine, the pile externally. We talked about this many times before, how the Mesil Shisharim talks about it, how the Chinech talks about it, how externals, although people make fun of it and think it's fake and think it's not real and think it's not genuine, to do something when you're not feeling it inside, the opposite is true. MS of what really is, is what Hashem wants you to do. And when Hashem wants you to behave a certain way, even if you feel that halavayu should be zeicha, to feel it inside. But if you don't, you do it anyway. The same, by the way, applies when you're learning Tyra. People think they can only learn when they have the cheshik. And so many times we know you're not going to have the cheshik. But you do it anyway. You come to yeshiv the next day with heslavis. Uh, outer bren, an outer excitement in the learning, even though inside you may feel dead. You may have a tukufa where it's difficult. You continue anyway. Same thing when it comes to the intimate life, sexual or non-sexual intimate life. You continue and you don't go off course. Then, sometimes when it's hard to talk to each other, you write it out in a journal, you journal it out, let your feelings out, you could throw it out afterwards, and then there are certain things after you calm down and you let it out in writing that you could, if you're, if you're uncomfortable talking about a difficult subject with your husband or wife about something, you could write it down. When you write it down and you think it through, you could do it in a way that's very, very menschlich, very respectful, and without the unnecessary, you know, unhealthy emotions that may go along with it. And that's very important. Another thing important to do when you're going through a difficult time is to bring up the happy memory or memories that you had in the past and also to start dating again. Mamish dating again. Even though you both don't really feel like it right now, let's go out anyway. Let's start the process of reconnecting. Let's start the process of reigniting what we once had or to make it even better. And become a team. Make a decision, even though it's difficult right now, that you are a team. It's not 50%, 50%. It's that we're both in it together 100%.
Another thing to do, which is very important, is unfortunately in Khalil, it should not happen to anyone that sometimes um, um, the difficulties, that there are certain problems that cannot be fixed. And you have to learn to accept them. And what I'm talking about, Khalila, Khalila, shouldn't happen to anybody. If there is Khalila, death of a child, or 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 uh, something as dramatic, traumatic as that, or an illness of a loved one, or a child, or, or something like that, where it's a matziv that just is difficult, and there's really no immediate solution, or really no long-term solution right now, then it is important to learn how to accept it, and if you can't, in those situations, it is so key for both husband and wife together to go to support groups and get the chizik that they need to keep on going and to work on, you know, and to learn to grieve if there is indeed chalila, a death or an illness, to grieve through it, to express the feelings through it. The last thing that you want to do, and what happens, unfortunately, if when there's such a thing that happens, they drift apart even even further because they're in such pain that they withdraw, which is understandable for many people. When they deal with have a pain that's so difficult, they sort of shrivel up and go into their own world, and it's understandable. Cannot be blamed, but the truth is, the healthy thing is is it's a process, but you need to work through that grief and to work together on it and say to yourselves. We both suffered whatever we're suffering from. And we're going to deal with it together. We're going to get the support together. We're going to learn together to learn how to accept it, to learn how to pick ourselves up, and to learn to continue on with life. And you look at itself together. And of course, um, you know, you protect yourself in situations where the the difficult times comes from a rear from an abuse or from addictions that are not being handled or being trying to be worked on, I mean, they're not willing to get the help they need, that's a different situation. And there, sometimes, unfortunately, divorce is a realistic option and should be an option when there's mamish abuse, physical, sexual abuse, or things like that. But very rarely does is that is that happening, thank God although more common than it should be, but many for many, it is not like that. So in general, as a general rule, the aside of this year is, is to learn how to realize that difficult times are natural and expected in healthy marriages. Do not think that because you're going through a difficulty that that means that it's an unhealthy marriage or there's something wrong with the marriage. There's nothing wrong with the marriage there are. It's normal to have those difficult kufais, those difficult times in a healthy marriage. And difficult times means from external and internal, and even the feelings towards each other. It is normal. It happens. This cycles in life, and you pull through it, and ultimately you'll come out on the other side stronger, and happier, and better. And very often, couples when they're older, and people ask them advice, they see people in beautiful marriages at an older age and they interview them and said what what how did you tell me the secret of your beautiful marriage you ask people that are in their 70s that were together for 50 years and plus already always like loving and then you see this and you interview them and you ask them how do you do it how did you keep the marriage good all, all these years and if they're honest with you and they usually are they will tell you we work through it 
we had tough times. We had very tough times. Almost all of them unequivocally will tell you that. We had the tough times and we pulled through together. So they're, they're not denying. And tough times means not just external Khalila of, of financial difficulties or illness difficulties, but even with each other, they had tough times. Even in the best of marriages, to when you have that period of time where it's going harder between the two of you, don't hit the panic button. Don't assume it's a bad marriage. Don't assume any of that. But just realize it's a rough tkufa that with the work and dedication and with the advice we mentioned over here, you can pull through and mamish thrive in a beautiful way. You'll come out on the other end stronger than ever. Hatzlacha and bracha.